0: Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to Trident Wargaming. I was really special episode for you today we are joined by one of the uh original big players of the games workshop artists we've got mr mark gibbons with us today thanks for jumping on mark my pleasure bill uh so for those of you who may not be uh familiar with the early days this is uh, what what i call the golden uh era of games workshop the second edition third edition uh, artwork and stuff um Mark Gibbons has produced some of the most, for me, most grim, dark artwork that I've actually ever been able to check out. Honestly. Um, I, I just, I've looked at his art for so long. Uh, as a kid, I was just showing him just before we kicked off here that, uh, this was one of the very first books I ever got that started me into my hobby. 1997. You're not reading that wrong. And, uh, I, d- I think you i left by drew, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You actually drew drew the cover. You did all the artwork for it. Amo- yeah. Amongst all these other different um, beautiful like pieces inside of the rule books and the war gear books and everything, like we're talking like second edition in all its glory. So I, I guess, um, yeah, Mark, thanks you, thank you so much for jumping on with us. I guess to get started, uh, tell us about your journey as an artist starting with um the early days of games workshop for you i believe from what i remember reading it's
0: uh you jumped into into it
1: the late 80s
0: yeah um i well i dropped out of art college after two weeks of painting with custard and gravy and joined a uh hair metal band clearly a long time ago um so it wasn't the greatest start to my career uh but i I, i'd always been a gamer i'd always collected miniatures I, i mean discovered D D um when i was about 13 years old and that changed my world view you know yeah. um so it was always something that i did I, I'm, um when i was trying to get the band thing going in order to make a little bit of money to pay for guitar strings i would do i would do art and it would it, was, it would be awful stuff you'd get you'd get jobs for um uh, brochures for pets pest controls can, can you draw this cockroach going into a trap can you, you know, can you do this poster for a bank for our retirement fund? Um, so it wasn't really what I wanted to do. Um, any chance to do stuff for Games Workshop? So I, I was just trying to find fantasy uh, jobs in the UK at the time, which is harder to come by than perhaps they are these days. Uh, so any any chance some, any time something like that came along, I would I would leap on it. Um, then I managed to break my arm in an arm wrestling contest and I couldn't do anything for three months. And I realized what I missed most during those three months was 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 drawing and painting. So I quit the band. I took Games Workshop up on their offer because they'd been sort of, you know, would you like to maybe come to Nottingham and work for us? And I've done a few pieces. Uh, I think the first stuff I got, I did a couple of pieces for the Lost in the Damned book, but it was the Space Hulk expansions, Deathwing and Stealer, which was the first first things I did that ever featured any of my significant amount of of work. So in 92, I moved to Nottingham and joined the studio full time. And then between 92 and I guess end of 96, beginning in 97, I worked on, I think, just about everything that the studio made during those years as a, as an illustrator.
1: That's awesome.
0: Um, I'm trying to think why. Yeah, I guess it was fourth edition fantasy and then second edition 40 K with, I suppose, the most, significant um projects over the years
1: no oh, that's that's amazing i i know uh as a young man i never was able to get all the codexes or all the books like i had the rule books had my one codex had to save up forever to go get it right uh, mowing lawns and shoveling snow and stuff like that yeah and uh, throughout my early 30s i was actually able to finally secure every single second edition codex um, from back in the childhood days, right. So it's been a lot of nostalgic for me to have all these books together and just pouring over them again, just as I was when I was a kid. And what I found really profound, actually, what maybe wanted to reach out to you because I saw your uh, Facebook page online, was when my son, which is he's five now, pouring over the artwork the books and he just he loves the pictures he's Like, He's oh these are so cool There's, and i was like oh buddy let me break out the books for you because you have no <laughs> idea let me check with it. me so, yeah so i laid all the codexes on the floor and we're going through them all and he's just blown away um he's a big chaos space marine fan So he he likes all the black and white uh, Berserker pictures, Fabius Bile, like all those. It's just, he just loves it. He thinks it's so cool. Well,
0: he's clearly a young man of excellent taste because those are the most fun fun to paint. You know, Imperial Space Marines can get a little, you know, a little dull after a while when you painted 30 or 40 of them. But the chaos stuff is always, there's always room to play. There's always uh, new interpretations, new spins you can put on those characters because, you know, by their very nature... There's a little more elasticity in how you interpret them
1: Yeah, definitely a lot of freedom, I guess um, can you tell us what was it like at what point were you closely working with like um, John Blanche and Jess Goodwin and the rest of the uh like original artists would you would you guys all work together like in a in a group like once you were all part of the studio, or how did that how did that work um,
0: um... Well, I mean, John John was, was obviously art director for uh, 30, 40 years, but John was also an art being an artist in his own right. Uh, uh, he, I mean, he was very much creatively in the trenches with us, but he was kind of not, he was not a, um, an overseer as such. He, he would just sort of, he, he, he would direct through his work, you know, by and large. So it was very much fill your head with all this stuff from him and from people like Jez, because Jazz. Uh, is a prolific concept artist so as well as being you know uh, 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 the definitive citadel sculptor um, he's also if he's if he's sculpting anything he's already done 20 pages of concept designs and and uh, uh, graphic elements and logo stuff so he hand, he hands you a packet it's got everything you need in it even before he sculpted a miniature you have all the information required to to do illustrations based on anything he might have done um, i think which is why um, of the work I've done over the years, I think some of the stuff I like the most and some of the stuff that seems to have um, resonated with players most is things like the Eldar and the High Elves. Mm-hmm. And all my Eldar and High Elves are based on Jez Goodwin's concepts and or miniatures, you know, because there's that strength of design that comes from, from him as the source yeah. to all that stuff. But Jez, yeah, I, I mean, to, to, um, towards the, the, uh, the later time I was at work, at, at workshop, I was actually working out of the studio and I'd come in once a month and Jez and I would just go for lunch and we'd talk about what, you know, what we were working on. He'd have a sketchbook with him and we'd go through the sketchbook and talk about stuff. And then he'd fill my head with stuff and off I'd, go. <laughs> and I'd come back in a month later with some finished pictures. And I'm drawn this now. So, yeah, it was, it was, that yeah, very collaborative. That's awesome.
1: Very cool to hear, like, from, you know, your, your perspective, because obviously, you know, growing up, we're, we're players, consumers. Uh, buying all this stuff, but you you never really get to hear about all that inside thing, like the meetings and all the I guess um, the inspiration that comes from the designs and the sculpts and stuff. Like that's that's a pretty cool. The studio, yeah,
0: well, yeah. I I joined the studio. It was in a a, a place called cast on a place called Castle Boulevard, which was this two story building that had a big open mezzanine, and you had a lot of the designers who were upstairs. And then the artists and the production team and the miniature painters were downstairs and they'd just been leaning over the balcony shout, <laughs> shouting ideas up and down to each other so you, you yeah you, it was an amazingly creative uh, space to find yourself in oh that's amazing and then um
1: yourself while you were uh doing you know all the artwork did you actively play in the systems at that time yeah um
0: I, I'm not sure I think, was I doing a lot of playing back then? I don't know. I think, I think if I, I mean, historically speaking, when I'm working on something, I don't, I don't tend to play it that much. I, I will collect and paint the miniatures yeah. uh, for sure. But I, I tend to find throughout my career, actually, when, even when working in video games, if I'm working on a game, I really don't want to be playing it when I go home. I need to, I need to sort of separate myself from it a little bit. Um, but I, I, I've always collected miniatures and built armies or tempted to build armies, you fail to build armies. Think, I'll just build a warband, that'll be enough. Yeah. And then n- never play with it. Um, uh, but it, yeah, there's always the ambition to be gaming with the stuff that I do. Um, but uh, people have said over the years, yeah, you seem to draw the miniatures, you, you know, the, the proportions a little, you know, they're, they're the miniature proportion. Like I'll draw a space marine, his head will be too big. And his hands and his feet will be too big. It's because I, I'm drawing the miniature because what I want to do is illustrate the miniature in the world rather than the real thing. And that's, that's not really the right way to do it. But it's just it's what I enjoy the most. You know, I wanted, I wanted to make that closer connection between the toy soldiers and the, and the world that they're supposed to inhabit rather than going, oh, I'll take a couple of steps back from that. And reproportion the character and add extra detail that you can't get onto a miniature. I was like, no, I just want to. All I want to do is illustrate the miniature. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So that's a little bit of an odd. I think I changed over the years. I think when I went back then in, in like 2005, when I went back as a concept artist, and I was doing and illustrated too, but mainly concepts, and I was doing stuff for like the Black Templars. Um, I I I I reapproached that, and the illustrations I did for things like the Black Templars, like for Hellbrecht and Grimaldis, I I made them more. Uh, well, real world, as much, as much as a sort of eight foot tall, you know, genetically engineered super soldier can be real yeah, world, yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? A bit more accurately proportioned to what they are in the 41st millennium.
1: Well, that's awesome. Um, I, I guess uh, during that time, like, what was your favorite um, army or faction to, like, collect models for or paint for
0: yourself? I think back then I had I back then I had a bit of everything. Um, I loved again a lot of the times it was down to the 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 sculpts rather than the armies. So I had a lot of Jez's high elves. I had a lot of the eldar. Um, uh, I have in a in a case you can't see. I've got a two thousand point sixth edition plague marine army. Oh yeah, it's all, all all conversions. It's all I didn't at the time there was very little. There was only a, like a handful of of uh, uh, plague marine miniatures. So it, the army is almost entirely. Uh, converted from um, Loyalist forces uh, with Forge World Death Death Guard uh, conversion kits. Oh, yeah. The uh,
1: uh, chest, torso, and the head upgrades and stuff. And the shoulder pads and
0: stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then, of course, the Workshop turned around and bring out these wonderful Death Guard miniatures, and they're at this... <laughs> Like the scale is like, oh man, these are great though. I really like these. How can I? How can I continue building this one army? Or maybe I just have to, have to put my my old plague marines to one side and, and just embrace the new, uh, the new call. Cool. I don't know. I'm still, I still, I still got lots of the the new death guard, but I they just look weird next to my my lovely old army. That's
1: that's always the big thing is um, with scale as the game progresses and the model models get uh, you know bigger, better. They keep pushing it out. It's you kind of have to pick the the side that you want to be on. It's very hard to ride the fence because you do get kind of those weird comparisons. You're like, oh, these new models, like both models from each era are fantastic, but once you start to mix them. They, they, yeah, they definitely pull away from each other, right? They they don't really
0: complement each other as well as. They should, yeah, my so. um, my my beasts of Nurgle are um uh, uh forge world plague toads. Okay. Yeah. And I I love the new uh, plastic beasts of Nurgle, but I haven't bought any because it it, it then to my plague toads because yeah, they look so different.
1: Yeah, they do for know. sure, for sure. Uh, so with um the Games Workshop uh, specifically. Uh, I, I was actually tiddling a little bit online just kinda looking at some other artwork and another um few pieces that popped up and we, we didn't talk about previously was the uh old uh, epic artwork for the, oh, yeah. uh, the warhounds and the reavers and stuff like that. That was like the armor cast era. Uh I yes. was I was I definitely browsed at a few of those from time to time as well. I, I was lucky enough to actually get one of the armor cast um warhounds uh through a a sale slash trade and i was able to paint it up but uh it it was just it's just such a such a blast from the past just being able to look at the artwork and i was like oh i remember the first time i looked at this in the store and checked it out in on the rack and i was just looking and just totally got absorbed into this world that uh you had a big hand uh creating thank you, thank you.
0: I, um it's funny you mentioned the the reaver andy chambers uh uh gave me a hard time who's some of your your viewers will know as a, the 40k over fiend for second edition yeah. um he gave me a hard time a little bit of a hard time about the the reaver because it, it, it's it's stood towering over this burning city and i've made it about five times as big as it's supposed to be yeah so. What were you? What were you thinking about with the scale? It's, I said, it's just aspirational, isn't it? That's the size you want them to be. Yeah. You know, if 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 uh, uh, manufacturing was no issue, then yes, they'd they'd be skyscrapers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, which is which awesome. is me which is me going in the opposite direction to what I said earlier about just wanting to draw the miniatures. You know, in the world. I go, no, not in this case.
1: Yeah. Well, in that case, yeah, they're they're guard engine Titans, right? You want them to look as impressive and imposing as you can. Exactly. Oh, that's amazing. Um, You mentioned uh, there was a point in time where you jumped from doing the tabletop and working at the Games Workshop studio, and then you started to branch into uh, uh, work with Blizzard. Um, Can you talk about some of the games that you've worked on um, to let the listeners know?
0: Yeah, it was, um, uh, I guess, 96, 97. So I guess the birth of what we think of now maybe is the PlayStation era. Um, And I got a PlayStation like everybody did back then and i was playing games like um, <clears throat> tomb raider and resident evil and for the first time i thought oh you could get work as a as a, like a concept artist maybe you know in this line of work and i had drawn a lot of space marines by that point so i just started sort of you know putting my feelers out and i got i got a couple of freelance gigs um with uh first one with one of idos's developers idos who published uh, 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 tomb raider <clears throat> and after after about a year messing around with some of that stuff i got uh, an interview with with sony uh studios in in cambridge and at that point they they just made um the first medieval game so it was oh like oh this is a cool studio so i went yeah. to work there for a few for a few years on their first ps2 title um uh, it was called primal it was a sort of uh, third person action adventure game um so I spent a few years working on that initially as a concept artist and then as a lead um and then and in and, in and, and, all that time, I'd kind of continued my relationship with Games Workshop because I wasn't because I was a lead, I wasn't getting getting to do much in the way of sort of finished artwork, and I was I was missing that. And Workshop at that point were licensing um, uh, the IP to uh, collectible Card Games, the Warcry, the Warcry Card Game, and a and a forty k one. Um, and meanwhile, at Sony, we got the license to make the video game of the Twenty Four TV series. And I thought, well, I, I do a lot of concept stuff, and there's not a lot of concept work to do for Jack Bauer. So I think I might take a break from video games and go back to workshop for a bit. Yeah. Which I did for about 18 months, and in, into a studio that was very different to the one I had left. They, they'd integrated the, 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 the sort of game workshop design studio with the factory, and it was it was a little, it was bigger, it was a little bit more corporate, you, a little less, you weren't allowed to fool around, <laughs> fool around quite as yeah. much and, you know, I like, it's just cool, but it's not quite. Yeah, they say never go back. You know, and never, it's, it's never quite the same when you do. Yeah. Uh, and then in the meantime, Andy Chambers, who I'd, I'd worked with over the years, had gone to Blizzard. Uh, he'd moved out to California, and he he'd been hired to work uh, as their, uh, I think, creative director on StarCraft Two. Oh, okay. And I said, oh, uh, I, I, I Blizzard were one of the game studios I really admired, and I thought, I'm, I uh, might be, I might be interesting. I said, I'd applied for, for a job there like 18 months ago. I never heard anything, so I thought maybe they didn't like me. Um, turns out my portfolio had simply been sat on the wrong desk for 18 months. So Andy, oh. Andy when Andy drew attention to it, um, next thing I knew, I was flying out to L.A. for um, an interview. Um, and about four months later, I moved out here. Uh, initially, I worked, as, uh, I worked on um, Diablo 3. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> did about a year on, uh, on that. Uh, and then moved over gradually onto World of Warcraft. Uh, the first expansion I worked on for them was um, Wrath of the Lich King. So I did a lot. I did the creature designs for Wrath of the Lich King. Then I joined the f- team full time as their uh, concept artist for Cataclysm and Mr. Pandaria. Oh wow! Um, and that was fun. That was that was um, yeah, some some of the best times I think I had as a uh, as an artist because it's just so it's so open and collaborative and kind of anything goes in the early brainstorming sessions of, of video game development. And when you've got a big team and the budget will allow you to be a bit indulgent, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. Um, but all things must end. Uh, and a lot of my, a lot of my friends had started, um, um, moving up the road to, um, to Riot Games where the League of Legends had taken off oh, okay. and they were, they were expanding their studio and they'd set up a new team, Um, called the world World building team. And they were looking for artists to join them to help develop the worlds behind this one game, that they had this one hit game, but they wanted to build a universe um, around it. uh, And which sounded like a really exciting chance to get in um, on an IP that was still very, very early in its its development cycle. So I joined uh, Riot for about two and a half years um but i think in the back of my head it was always always a, the uh, the desire to go uh to go freelance again to kind of you know pick and choose my my assignments work the hours i wanted to do work on projects that excited me which is what i ended up ultimately doing um and i freelanced for a bunch of things i worked on a youtube uh, tv show uh i worked with um other tabletop miniature games and then in 2020 after working a little bit with uh uh Andy Law, who at the time was the um, producer, writer, co-creator of the fourth edition of Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. We, uh, we set up a studio with some other uh, excellent, uh, like-minded uh, Warhammer veterans, uh, Lindsay Law, Andy Leask, Graham Davis at the time. And we established Rookery Publications to do uh, tabletop RPG stuff uh, and board games. And that's what I've been doing for the last nearly three years now. So artist, graphic designer, layout artist, co-creator, co-producer, many, many hats to worn. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, and it's just allowed me. It's been really fun because it's allowed me to kind of draw on all my, uh, my previous experiences rather than being just pigeonholed into doing this one thing. It's a challenge. It's really hard work, but it's very exciting and, and very rewarding. Um, and we've got our first. I'm, ra- I'm sort of wrapping up work on our first big RPG book right now. I say wrapping up. i mean, I like to think I'm in the final straight. <laughs> we shall see. Uh, it's it's always good to tell
1: ourselves that we're close to the finish line. Yeah, I've been saying the, that. For... <laughs> the finish line keeps moving, right? Goalposts always uh, move.
0: I've been saying it for about six months now. <laughs> oh, that's
1: awesome. That's awesome. Um, do you do you happen to like offhand? Do you have any of the names of some of the board games? that you uh have worked with
0: oh uh yeah I, I, for um uh i did massive darkness 2 with cool mini or not okay uh i did a, a, a board andy chambers again did we, we made a board game about six years ago called dark deeds which with rookery i'm now we're now doing the second edition of that okay um i mean god i've worked with i've done I've worked, over the years i've worked on mech warrior with fassa um oh god what else have i done I've never done Dungeons and Dragons in all my years. I never got to work on D&D. Oh, really? Uh, no, I never did Magic the Gathering. Never got, never got to do any of that stuff. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Ships. Uh, ships that never sailed, never passed in the night. It just never yeah. happened. Um, oh, um, Steamforged. I, I, did, I, I worked with them. Um... Yeah, nice. it's. I mean, it's the, the the tabletop stuff. It's always been. Um, it's 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 coming back to my first love, I, I think. And it's 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 more of a cottage industry. It's maybe a little less glamorous than video games. It's less, you know, less Hollywood, but it, there's something. Um, it's. I think it's sometimes much nobler, mm. maybe, less. Yeah, less showbiz. Yeah. Uh, but I I kind of like that about about the uh the, the nature of the industry.
1: That's awesome. Well, that's just super cool. I I guess now coming from coming from those early years with all the kind of the, the grim, dark aesthetic uh, myself, like I've played throughout uh, the total of now 10 editions. The artwork is really good. Like I I love the modern stuff, but it's missing that kind of that grim, dark feel. How do you feel um, comparison wise, like from the early artwork to now, do you feel like they've, Taken a big like they've obviously taken a big step back um, from how like dark the imagery is, and I'm wondering, do you have ideas as to why you think like is it for trying to spread like to a,
0: I don't know, hit I mean, mainstream I or I mean, it still feels pretty grim and dark t- to me. I think I think certainly the art style there's there's a there's a moody uh, almost impressionistic feel to it, and I think I think it hints at the horrors. Whereas if you go back a few issues. And yeah. uh, you go back to like sixth, and you think of you think of like the the work of uh, like Paul Dainton and Karl Kopinski back then, where where you, the first time you saw like the uh, Inquisition fully illustrated, it was like it was you know horrific stuff, and 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 certainly stuff that J- John Blanche was doing back then as well. It was yeah, it was that was truly grim. Yeah. Uh, I I always thought my stuff was a little bit more comic book than that. Um I think. In hindsight, I would have liked to have, to have brought more of that darkness in there, but I don't. I think in my era, I don't think it was. I think people like myself and Wayne England were doing work that was a little bit more um, jolly. If that's if that's true, in its darkness, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah now it's it it they, it they certainly have a house style now, which I don't think they, they used to. Um, you know, it's, it's harder to to spot individual artists these days. It, it all has a, a has a, a consistent look, and I understand why they do that. For for the brand, you know, for the intellectual property, but I do miss some of the slightly sort of troubling, scarier elements that were in there. I think, uh, and I think, yeah, I think it's a they're a bigger, they're a much bigger organisation. They they have a, they have a broader appeal, and I think there's perhaps a, a a tendency to want to make stuff a little bit more palatable than you know it used to be. You know, yeah. it's not quite as nasty. Um, I still I still think there's some wonderful art being created for sure. Um, I, I missed the variety of artistic styles. I think what was really nice about back in the day was it, it, it you were allowed to, to you could have you could have six different artists paint a space for me and they would all look different. I remember somebody was complaining to John Blanche about that. He said, why don't they look like the miniatures? Why? Why is this? There is this diversity. And John blew the guy's mind because he said, well, you know, the miniature is not the real thing either. And the artist is interpreting the real thing as he sees them. The sculptor is interpreting the real thing as he sees them. The real thing might be something completely different. And the guy <laughs> walked away from the table going, oh, I don't know what any of that means. That's, you know. Yeah, this, it's the real, it's real to us. It's real to the people that created. Yeah. We are merely interpreting, we are channeling the, 40, the 41st millennium through our muse, through our skill. And what you're seeing is our interpretation of, the, of that. But that's a difficult for a marketing guy to to sort of comprehend. I think sometimes.
1: Yeah, oh, I could definitely I could definitely see that. Uh, I just looking at you know some of the the pieces that you sent me. I so like I mentioned earlier, I kicked off. I started with Chaos Space Marines. I quickly um, once third edition kind of dropped. I went into Dark Angels, which were a big big fan of mine. Obviously, looking at Asmodee and Azrael, the like some of this old artwork is just. Just amazing stuff. Uh, I, I later on became a um, big Space Wolves fan. And oh, yeah. I, I've been a Space Wolves fan for the last, ooh, oh, God. Like, once 3rd edition dropped and all that early artwork, like uh, Bjorn the Fell-Handed, that, uh, that picture you sent me where he's kind of charging up the hill, just blasting away with the assault cannon. Like, that one stuck really, really deep in my mind for the longest time, um, especially That's any awesome. of the... Uh, sorry, go ahead.
0: I said no. I said that's awesome. That 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 you know that, uh it uh, it makes an impression. Yeah, it's one of it's one of my favorite miniatures. Uh, uh, the the old the old uh, boxy dreadnoughts. Yeah, I, I'm just walking coffins. I mean, they're amazing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the chance to, to the chance to, to draw one of those is always always exciting.
1: Just yeah, I, I just like looking through all these characters, even with um, Cassius and just. The the Terminators, the Plague Marines, like these were, these were the you know, as close to the models as you could get at the time. Like I I remember seeing all these different models, uh, coming out in the catalog, circling them you know with a pen, uh, just wanting to grab the next batch and then talking with my friends about you know all the stories and pictures and everything. It's just just phenomenal. I I guess um, out of your top picks like if you had to pick a Space Marine chapter that was your favorite to draw, what would it be? Or Chaos Legion?
0: <clears throat> um, back in the day, um, uh, Space Wolves, I think. Yeah, I like that, that sort of that Nordic barbarian. Oh, yeah, just bar- barbaric tribesmen is was kind of um, always really fun to do. Um, uh, although, uh, I have to say Black Templars now because I, I was involved in the Along with Gray McNeil, uh, wrote the book, and I got to, to do the concept art and some of the illustrations for it. So to, actually, to, to get to get to put that much of a spin, you know, to be involved in the process from first concept right through to fin- finished illustrations. So you get the the calls you get to make in sketch form, yeah. you get to you know illustrate, and then that's translated to the miniatures. Um, that that always leaves a, a, a big impression for sure. Yeah. So black, probably Black Templars these days. If I was good, if I was gonna call out a favorite.
1: Oh, that's, that's awesome. And it, was that basically um, the process? It was always kind of sketch, concept, art, and then it went to sculpting, and then you kind of met in the middle? N-
0: um, no, I mean, it, it varied. It depending on, on uh, uh, sometimes, on the who's doing the sculpting. Um, sometimes, because, the, because there was, um, I mean, these days, the lead-in time for, from first concept to finished miniature because it's plastic, and um, well, when I was back there sort of 15, 20 years ago, that took 18 months to get all the metal molds made. Prior to that, when it was uh, uh, metal miniatures, you, you, were, you were looking at at least three months to go from the sculpt to, to, to having cast up enough to actually be able to release the product. So it, was, yeah. it was a much shorter release window, but still you'd find um, uh, the illustrations would kind of come along at the end once the book was together say, okay, we've got these, we've literally, we've got these holes to fill in the, in the book. Can you do us some art? Um, so usually uh, the miniatures were done before the artwork and you would have a miniature or if you were working with, with somebody like Jez Goodwin you would have concept sketches to base the art from um, uh, that, that that changed a little later certainly when I was there in, in sort of 2005 we were definitely doing concept art before um, the sculpts were getting made so it, yeah working out all the the helmet designs and the fact that the uh, um, with the Black Templars that their their weapons are bound to them—they got the manacles and stuff—that came from sketches. And like, yeah, we like that. We're going to put that on the miniatures. So that that's how that went. And then you get the miniatures, and the miniatures come back, and then you do the artwork based on the on the miniature. So that's that's that circular um, circle of life, as it is, was yeah. is, is um was really nice.
1: Oh, that's that's awesome to hear. Just with the Black Templars, I have a friend uh ted who has always been a big black templars fan ever since that third edition box set dropped and then as yeah. we continue to play from fifth and on uh yeah black templar were just big big for him and uh, obviously the just the imagery and all the crusader style uh um, warriors was just super cool to see so no that, that's just excellent to hear that you know you had such a, a big driving force and it's one of your favorites that's that's very very cool. That's very cool. I, I guess. Um, what does the future look like right now? Like, are you, other than? Do you ever have, I guess, future plans of going back with GW to work on stuff? Have they ever approached you about anything? <laughs> no,
0: no, I don't. know. I don't think. I, I don't imagine our 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 uh, our paths will cross. I don't imagine so. I don't imagine I'll be. I'll work for them again. I think. Um, I think what we're uh never say never, but I think what we're looking for um is a different things i think i think the style of art that they they like now is not style of art that i make um uh and I think they've got a fully stacked concept team i don't know i don't know what what I would really do there and it's it's kind of like conquered ground i mean i i love i do love the miniatures still i do love the miniatures i've been drooling over the um uh cities of sigma stuff oh, yeah. that they got coming up. i think that's just some of their best stuff they've ever done i will be buying that stuff i've got as a shelf up there i've got like like a dozen um uh of the underworld's box sets that i plan to paint because i haven't got the time to do armies i've 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 realized that about myself now i'm never going to build another army very unlikely but i can i can paint half a dozen miniatures yeah so i've got like I, every time i see one of those i i, I buy the box saying go right that's going I'm, it's going on the shelf and it sits on the, it sits yeah. on the shelf gathering dust. And I will at some point paint them because it's only half a dozen miniatures and it's not that intimidating, uh, but I, I don't, yeah, I'm, I, again, I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, um, maybe there's a license thing we might get to work on again in the future. I'm talking to miniature companies because, because miniatures has been such a love. Um, I would love, uh, Rookery, like the company I have now to do some miniature stuff. And now we've got all these um, amazing little independent STL-based uh, uh, studios have popped up. Yeah. Um, the idea of working on a range of miniatures to support projects that uh, I'm doing with, with folk at Rookery uh, or, combi- or, or collaborating on something entirely new, that would be awesome. Uh, I could certainly see that happening.
1: Well that's, well, that's very good to hear. I like that a lot. I, um, going through a lot of these old pictures. Uh one of my like favorite units in the game is has always been uh Terminators. Yeah. The 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 cool, close kind of confine artwork like uh the Wolfguard Terminators that you have drawn up. Uh going through even the going back to the old old school of the uh what is he called? The Gene cult Magos. And he's blasting that energy kind of wave through the hallway, and the gray knights kind of stop. Oh him. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's just looking at that. Like I, I guess what was the the main feel? Like when I, when I look at that, it, it it draws me into that claustrophobic kind of feeling. Um, you know that the whole space Hulk, um, I guess, theater yeah. is supposed to emulate. It's yeah, just yeah, very yeah. cool.
0: Yeah. Despite what I said earlier about not playing the games while well, I was working on the art, I was definitely playing a lot of Space Hulk when I at the t- at the time that I, that I drew that. Yeah, was, uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Just a really fun, uh, uh claustrophobic, as you say, um, environment to uh, to explore and, and to play in. And um, with that that particular piece, um, uh, I guess I'd seen Raiders of the Lost Ark recently or rewatched it, and I, I like the idea of the of the. Um, because uh, you didn't get to see a lot of uh, uh, sort of psychic energies uh, uh, affecting characters, and again, the idea that a major could could blast apart a squad of terminators was oh. was a scary co- concept. Oh, whether yeah, that absolutely. was that again, whether that was actually game accurate at the time, I couldn't <laughs> say. Um, but I, I just thought that was a that was a cool image. Yeah.
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. So you were kind of... With that Raiders of the Lost Ark, you kind of used the Ark of the Covenant kind of scene to inspire. Okay, okay. That's very cool. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. No, oh, I love that. <laughs> that's killer. That is killer. And then... With... Uh, just with the characters, like even looking at, um, you know, Grimaldus and Mephiston and all these, like I, I, I see some stuff... From with Mephiston, like the flesh armor, like I just I, I love that look. Uh, what do you think of the new, um, the new resculpt of some of these characters now that have come out? Like, there's the new Primaris version of Asriel and then Mephiston, and- right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I think it was, I think the, uh, I think Game, Game of the Workshop handled the uh, the need to rescale their Marines in, in the, in the most sensitive way they probably could, because I think if they just turned around and said, "Yeah, they're all too little. They're meant to be super soldiers and scale creep and everything," they're just we're going to have we're going to have to junk the whole line and redo them all. I think the um, the, the the armies of torch wielding uh, uh, enraged space marine players descending on um, on <laughs> uh, on Games Workshop HQ, which is too horrific to contemplate. So I think I think the sort of the uh, the only way they could have done it was to say, "Okay, well we'll just say that there's a new style of 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 Space Marine armor the Mark 10 primaris and and we'll we'll introduce those and then we'll slowly build the range out until we've given players pretty much everything that they had before and then we'll just nudge the the first born into the corner and hopefully by then everybody will be okay with it uh, you know I, I i don't know how else they could have done it really I was a bit concerned that they were going to um, phase out the Terminators, that they weren't going to bring them back. I saw, I think it was the, um, is it the Gravis armor, the sort of the heavy intercessor armor? Yeah. I thought, oh, is that the replacement for Terminators? And then when I saw the, the, the Terminators, I said, no, they're keeping the Terminators. That's fine. That's good.
1: Yeah, that was always my, uh, one of my fears when the Primera stuff dropped. I, I was really hoping they were going to keep that old feel, um, especially with the Indominus pattern. Uh, like this refresh uh, with the newest Leviathan pack. It still has that old feel. It still has that old artwork look. Um, just bigger scale, which obviously looks very nice, like next to all new models.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool. the only thing I the only thing I'm not crazy about, I think on the on the standard Primaris, is the the helmet. I I I always love the the the, ah, the angry grill mouth. Yeah. helmet or or the uh, the sort of helmets you've got with the uh, the sort of knight helmets from things like the black templars but because the helmets are still in you know swap if i would if i were building a, a unit of primaris or anything i would definitely do helmet swaps but everything else i think is great and i'd probably go with like the blade guard veterans and stuff like that because i you know i like that that baroque detail yeah very it's a very neat style
1: so the one question I had, because I have seen a few different pieces um, throughout the years, obviously with Asmati on the uh, cover of the catalog and then a couple pieces here and there, like in the codexes, um, like you're primarily a black and white artist uh, from what I could gather, like from the early uh, artwork. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Was the color, was that something that you did color through or was there a different person that would apply color
0: or... How was no, it was it, yeah, well, we had, at the time um the the greatest need was for internal artwork, which back then was black and white we it, it was too expensive to do full color books, which is why you'd get your cup co- your color covers, and then there'd be a color section in the middle with miniatures, yeah um but you, it was just too pricey to, to to fill the book with color, so that that was it was a it was a matter of necessity. That the art you made all the internal artwork was black and white, and most of the color work I did for Games Workshop was done as freelance commissions. I didn't even do them in house. It was it was. I want to do some color stuff. Can I? You know. What, what do you want to do? Well, can I do a a Chaos Terminator? All right. Do, do do a sketch and then bring the sketch in. If we like the sketch, we'll do it. Things like the orcs, the second edition orcs codex. Yeah. That was a that was a freelance piece. That you know. Paul Bonner was doing uh freelance color stuff because he was too busy doing black and white which is amazing to think about when you think of the quality of paul's color work so yeah because we had we had uh, uh dave gallagher was up was in the primary in-house color artist and then we had people like jeff taylor that would do these the big you know big box box spreads he did lots yeah. of those so for the the handful of us in-house um uh, illustrators yeah most of our time was spent doing black and white pencil work or ink work yeah
1: Oh, that's awesome! I didn't, I didn't know that uh, it was kind of done like that. So oh. yeah, the the
0: Asmodee, the Asmodee uh, uh, cover yeah. was it Asmodee or Asriel? I can't remember. I was getting the, confused. The a, Asmodee. Yeah, Asmodee. a chaplain. Yeah, that was another. Um, that was another freelance piece. Just done oh, because wow. I wanted to do it, and then they found a use for it afterwards. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because you because with those with those things, yeah. Um, because they would, I was doing them as a freelance, you couldn't, you couldn't do them on a tight time frame because yeah. you you're only doing them like evenings and weekends. So they had to give you like six months notice. Okay. So it was like, well, it'd be nice if you get this finished in time for this book, but we'll, we'll find a use for it anyway. So that, that's, that was the case a lot of the time. I don't think with the Orcs Codex, I don't think it was like, oh, you're going to do the Orc Codex. I just said, I want to do a big painting of Orcs. Okay, well, we'll see what we use it for when you finished it.
1: Oh that's awesome. Did you uh, did you ever get to dabble with some of the gorkamorka stuff? Was that No, that case?
0: was a, that was after my time. They didn't okay. do gorkamorka until I until I'd gone.
1: Oh okay, okay.
0: Um I'm just browsing through
1: this uh Chaos Space Marine uh codex. Um if you're familiar with the Warhammer Plus, uh if you subscribe for the year, you got this fantastic looking model. It, it it's the 3d version of one of one of my uh, every
0: everybody sent me you know you that picture so right? many people so many people sent me that yeah. the uh the, the miniature as soon as they saw it yeah it's like yes yes i see it's nice it's a it's, uh, it's it's very flattering to be to see like 30 years later they're making a miniature uh, of uh of, of a character that i that I did a a piece for yeah it's yeah. it's um again it's a, it's a freelance piece i just felt the urge to do to, to think it, it it has that kind of um it's stuck around that long in people's consciousness. That's kind of nice.
1: Well, absolutely. It's just, yeah, like, I I can't say it enough. I, it's, it's definitely been uh, a pleasure to view all your work as I've been playing through the years with my friends. And uh, I, I know they're going to just... Some of them are just gonna freak out that I'm talking with you, chatting about all the artwork. Because when I mentioned well, very, it to a few it's friends, it's very kind of
0: you. It's very kind of you to say so, Bill.
1: Yeah, no, it's just so good, and and obviously being just a very cool, down earth guy and being willing to jump on and you know give me some of your time. That uh, that's uh, well, I
0: am sat I in know. my hermitage, you know. I am I am <laughs> you know very little human contact. So if somebody yeah, says, "Hey, oh, do you want to come on and chat about you know art and stuff?" It's hard to for me to say no. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt.
1: No, that's just that's just amazing. Um, do you have Do you have any sneak peek stuff that you can talk to us about about current projects that we might see in the future? Anything that you can kind of give us a glimpse <clears throat> out without letting too much out of the bag? If you're not able to,
0: um. Well, I mean, I've been absorbed, consumed by the uh, the first uh uh rpg book i'm doing with uh, with um uh with rookery uh, uh we've got a we've got a um we're building a, a campaign world that is um what we're calling uh system agnostic so the idea is you can play it with any uh tabletop um uh, rpg system you like with very simple simple tweaks and simple tunes so we're making it very uh, very easy to adapt to whatever, to whatever world you might happen to uh, um to favor or ideally, of course, we'd like you to use our own rule system, which we're also developing uh, alongside that. And the campaign's called The Coiled Crown. It's a it's a sort of classic uh, uh, dark fantasy. Um, our first book, again, which is I'm I'm hoping to wrap up, is called Ship of Fools, and it's kind of the intro, the intro adventure that gets you from whatever world you you and as a GM might be running, or your party might be playing, and it will get you into this um, into our a uh, little corner of the uh of the uh, universe um so much I, I don't know there's much i can say about it we would love to do miniatures for it yeah uh we have no hard plans or not yet but i am talking to some people so uh, it, that would be awesome because that is what i've spent uh, the majority of my career working with even even in um video game stuff right it's for it's somebody's making a 3d version of the thing i'm drawing whether it's to be actual real world 3d or virtual 3d in yeah. a running around in a game engine so that for me is always kind of like it's the ultimate expression of what i do for a living so i'm always going like which one of these so as i'm drawing the characters i'm going okay that would make a good miniature if i change that if i tweak that that would look great in three dimensions yeah. so that's always a driving force for me um so i can't i can't show any of it but no, um, no that's fine i, mean, I would inc- but we do have a we have a discord we have a patreon for a thing called inside the rookery which is our behind the scenes we do live stream stuff we have guests from the industry from tabletop stuff and video games wow. uh uh we had um uh we have and we had andy hall on recently from uh warhammer total war uh we awesome. even had we haven't had games workshop founder ian Livingstone on recently which was kind of quite a thrill for all of wow. us so that's again it's about building the community and developing yeah. the hobby so that when we do put stuff out uh there's an audience for it we do have a couple of um, uh, uh, digital, um, um, I guess, what would you call them? Uh, little tasters, I suppose, RPG adventures on drive-through RPG. If you have, uh, if you have subscriptions to that, or you want to hop on there, um, and look for Rookery publications, we have a couple of, uh, PDFs uh little little um sort of four or five dollar pdf so people can pick up and get a taster of this of the kind of worlds we're building look at the art look at the read the design there's some wonderful bits of writing on there from my teammates i recommend that um yeah so that's that's kind of the um that's where i'm at uh for the next couple of months trying, trying to wrap this up trying to wrestle this uh pony back into the stable that's yeah. that's not the right metaphor <laughs> um i don't <laughs> It's, a, it's on a ship. I'm trying to wrestle this kraken into submission. There you
1: yeah. go. To. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. No, that sounds sounds excellent. Um, any, uh, just for everyone listening, uh, I'll be sure to include um, links in the description, like to your Patreon and uh, your Facebook Thank page, you. so they can uh, check it out. And if you guys want to jump on and support Mark, uh, I definitely uh, highly recommend checking it out. Wow. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm uh, MG Artworks on, on Facebook And there's a couple of, I think there's a couple of us out there Mine's the one with all the miniatures on it, obviously, you know yeah. And the monsters and things I'm not, that, I'm not the pastel landscape watercolour artist That's another Mark Gibbons I wonder if he gets mail from me I wonder if he gets messages from people saying I love that space for me and that you didn't Who is this, yeah, who they no think don't. I am Because I never get asked about the, the, uh, the, the Dorset countryside I've painted yeah. Or the little fishing village Nobody <laughs> asks me about that Maybe nobody asked him about space marines. You never know. Somewhere in a He's, staff he's never center. reached out. He's yeah. never reached out and said, Can we can we come up with a way of distinguishing our work a little bit? Yeah, that'd clearly.
1: be cool. That'd be a <laughs> cool way to do it for sure. Um as far as uh the art itself, uh do you still have any of your original stuff? Like the original reality stuff?
0: Yeah, le- far less of it than I used to have because mm-hmm. um uh because I'm not allowed to sell prints. I'm not allowed to make art books of that work because it still belongs to Games Workshop, oh, the, okay. the reproduction rights. But I have been able to part with originals. And people say, well, how can you do that? How can you, how can you bear to part with the originals? And that's easy because I hate most of the work that I do. My, most artists are like, oh, God, I can't bear to be in the same room as that thing. So when somebody says, I love your, I love your art, I'd love, to, I'd love to own an original, I say, you're more than welcome to buy one from me. Um, because I would much rather it hung on your wall and you enjoyed it than it sat in a drawer in my uh, in my storeroom getting ignored, which is where most of my work sits. So uh, yes, um, the originals are, there. there's only a few left. And the the ones I have left are the ones that I actually can tolerate, most of them. There's a few that I go, that's, a, that's all right. I don't mind that one. There's a couple of Eldar and a couple of High Elves. But the re- most of them are like, oh, it's that, it's that um, Gene Seal and Mages and the Grey Knight. I still have that oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I won't sell that one yet. Nice. Um, but yeah, most of my, art, most of my original art is, is living, living its best life somewhere else in the world, being, being enjoyed rather than being, you know, not, not hated. That's not fair, but just not, not, not being paid any attention, which is what most of my artwork has ended up being.
1: That, that seems to be kind of a thing with, with artists, I, I think, um, especially, I think there's a term for writers, it's called uh, murder your darlings, where you take like your best piece of work, you write it, and then you pretty much scrap it and you start over again because they just, they always want to keep it better. I, I think as an artist, you always, after it's done, you might
0: always want to change something or I should have done it, this or. It's or, certainly that, it's certainly that with me, it's, it's kind of, I look at it now and all I can see is the things that got wrong. When when I was a although when I was a younger artist, I, I didn't seem to care about that at all. Didn't matter if the anatomy was off. Didn't matter if I if I'd rendered that metal particularly poorly. I was just, yeah, I'm drawing space reads. <laughs> yeah Now I agonise over every every brushstroke. Oh the crease in that in that cloth is not convincing. That that those fingers don't look quite right the way they're gripping that, that weapon. It's it's awful now. I didn't care in my twenties and my thirties. I did not care. It was just awesome to be doing it. Where is that? Where is that? That fool. Why? <laughs> why am I not him anymore? It's. I think that's. Um, that
1: probably comes from just a, a long career and the experience now, right? Yeah, yeah it's, you're it's, tr- it's true. Look at it from a different lens. Uh, for, for what it's worth, uh, for guys like myself, like this is still this this is some of the the best shit I've ever seen. Honestly, like the the art is still absolutely just phenomenal. So,
0: well, again, thank you so no. much, Bill. I really appreciate your kind your words.
1: Uh, no, and anybody who, um, anybody who's listening, if you aren't familiar, like I said, I'll, I'll have all these links in the descriptions. So you can go through and look at, uh, um, Mark's work. I know there's a couple pages. There's like a wiki um, uh, page oh, is about that? you. Yeah, it has wiki page oh, I, I, links. i that. There has um, it's a, like a Mark Gibbons portfolio. It's in a. It's like all the collected works of like all these GW artists, and they have okay. you guys all listed kind of by name. And then it has like all your pictures, kind of on like a
0: big site that you can look at and check out. So I'll I'll, I'll should, throw that up probably, there too. I should probably check it out myself because I, I occasionally get asked about a piece that isn't mine, and it's always the same pieces. They always confuse my art with somebody else's. I should probably go on and make sure that uh, they're not <laughs> they're not they're not sending they're not sending people to the wrong artists. They're not sending people to me when they should be going to Kev Walker or, or Des Hanley. Yeah. I should I should probably go through and police it. But that's cool. It's it's. i again, as I say, it's it's lovely to to, to think that the artwork has a, uh, has lived on beyond you know because Games Workshop, don't publish much of it anymore. So it's nice to think that there's still a, a interest in it. Yeah, it's cool.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So and yeah, who knows? I'll I'll, I'll definitely uh I'll definitely keep in touch because who knows? Maybe one day, I'll be fortunate enough to try and grab an original, I can throw on the wall and blow my kid's mind when he sees it because it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be he's, awesome he's all about it so well um yeah i i just yeah wanted to say thank you again for coming on and sharing your stories with us and uh letting us kind of just fanboy over your artwork and you know your career it's
0: been it's been a, a pleasure to chat with you it's a great pleasure for me bill a best of luck with everything you do with trident it's a it's a thrill awesome man well yeah thank you so
1: much and thank you everyone for tuning in and listening uh we'll we'll definitely we'll definitely keep in touch with mark and uh explore see what happens when that rpg uh release
0: comes out we'll we'll try i will let game. you know i i oh i will be i will be pimping my wares to everybody you will hear from me well, awesome well, perfect no, that's great <laughs>
1: well excellent thank you so much man i'll chat with all you right, all bro. later take it easy
0: bye did you plug the patreon we need to plug the patreon